Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, the last episode in January. We got a ton of extensions. My Rocks made the news, so did Tatis and Twins Fest. Players only. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Myself, Trevor Plouffe, Big Baby Davis on the ones, twos, and threes. James and Baby James, family vacay. It's been pushed off Mm. like two years from COVID. They got the whole O'Brien squad down there. Some good content coming from that as always. Um, Trevor Plouffe just got back from Twins Fest and Talking Baseball. Just got back with SeatGeek, the presenting mm. sponsor of Talking Baseball, is back. Code Talking Spring Training Games are happening this month. Let's go. SeatGeek, Code wow. Talking. Go check them out. Trevor, this month. how are you doing, Big Daddy? Twins, the king of Twins Fest. <sighs> you know, every time I head back to Minnesota, it just puts a little pep in my step. The people there are just. They're just different. Now, I love L.A. and I love the people around here. There's some good people out here. But per capita, yeah, I don't know. I don't think you'll find like a more loving, like charming, beautiful group of people than in Minneapolis. I promise you that. Okay. So I'm, I'm riding high a little bit. You know, I had behind the scenes Bill there with me. Yeah. That made the trip interesting. Yeah. Uh, but it was a good time. I can't. You know, we'll talk about it. You know, there was some some things happened. Some things happen. I mean, how you I, doing, Big Daddy? I'm I'm excited to get the inside info. I mean, I'm hoping you know, you've kind of been selling us on the good people of Minnesota getting Joey Gallo back on track. I think I might, <laughs> I think I might drink that Kool Aid. He's confident. I'll say that okay. right now. Talk to that dude. You enter a room with Joey Gallo. First of all, you know Joey Gallo's in the room because he's six eight. Yeah, good looking dude. But you know, talking to him, he definitely is feeling comfortable, and I and I am excited to see like how they use him. You know, what kind of year he's going to have. Everyone talks about the bad central divisions. I don't know if I buy that, mm. uh, but it's definitely a more comfortable place to play. And I think sometimes guys need a little love, man. I hear that every day. Um, Davis looking good in his Chiefs Mahomes jersey. Found out Grammy, massive Mahomes fan. So now it's like a. Uh, a Mendelssohn family Patrick Mahomes house. Love that. Well, now that the Giants are out. Like she loves that. that Mahomes kid, you know? That's beautiful. Um, great game to end yesterday for the NFL fans, but there's only one of those games left, Trev. And then it's baseball season, man. Um, it's here, January 30th. And we got some baseball news. We got a little potpourri. Uh, we got a ton of extensions. The Rays which anytime the Rays do anything, that that opens my eyes because we know how they try to operate ahead of the game. We know how baseball extensions have worked for a little little bit now that if you, if you lock up the right guys early, it becomes a huge value. Go check out your Atlanta Braves. Um, Jeffrey Springs, Fairbanks, Yandy Diaz for the Rays, they all get... Uh, Three years, four years for Jeffrey Springs, and we just went through his numbers, Trev. Um, 
I guess let's start there because McNeil got an extension too. We're kind of in that time of year that you're going to see some extensions right before spring training. You'll see one or two pop up uh, before the season gets started. Uh, I guess instant reaction out of you. I mean, this is what the Rays have to do, especially after signing Wander to that deal. You got to you got to surround him with some talent. Now you pick and choose the guys that you want to do it with. Usually, it's you know guys that in the middle of ARB or towards the end of ARB. You know, where you'll lock those two up, give them cost controlled, and then you might buy out you know a couple of years of free agency. That seems like what the Rays are trying to do here. But Yandy's a guy that they like. He's an on base guy. Um, he can do damage when needed, and with Springs, I mean, look, you, you put him as a starter. He puts up the year he had. I think that you're looking at a pretty – if he can repeat anything close to that, you know, in the years of this contract, it's a steal for them. So a guy like him who's 30 years old now who really hasn't had a a payday, I mean, this is when you go – I mean, I don't want to sound like they're taking advantage of these guys. That's not the case. But, you know, if you want to offer someone, you know – less than market value a guy that's 30 years old coming off a career year you know i think is the right time to do it so they got him locked up and like i said right now it's all about supplementing talents around wander and making sure they're competitive for years to come they're going to develop but you know developing's always or sometimes not enough you have to have the veterans around yandy's going to end up being that veteran there uh, fairbanks has been there quite some time he's a veteran they're like those voices in the clubhouse too so it's I agree with you. When the Rays make moves, you pay attention. Um, they've been kind of silent throughout this offseason. Uh, not, a, not a ton of noise there. Uh, but, you know, I'm looking at the Fangrass, the roster resource page right now, and you and you know they're going to be there. You know they're going to win 90 games, right? I, th- I think so, man. I, I'm, you know, not to go full into a Rays TPP because we started recording them. Team profile projections, they are coming um, and the Rays is going to be a funky one, man, because you obviously believe in that organization. The pitching staff, I mean, McClanahan, Glass now. There's a one-two punch that can kind of go with anyone. Go look at what Jeffrey Springs did last year. And, and Trev, you're talking about, you know, you didn't want to come off as the Rays taking advantage of players. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Springs was a guy that, a couple years ago, things weren't looking so hot. He he had a five four two ERA with Texas and Boston, back to back years with an ERA over six four. Gets traded to the Rays, which again we we talk about free agents go to the Dodgers, go to the Rays. Um, you know he he got traded for Sam Travis, a guy that uh, you know. 29 now, hasn't played in the show in 2019 to Boston. Not to be shots fired at Sam Travis. Hey, to cash in like this, you know, uh, the odds were against Jeffrey Springs for a little bit. He goes to Tampa, taps into whatever they're cooking, and he gets a real a real payday. So, awesome for Jeffrey Springs, who, <laughs> how's your two four six ERA last year? Over 135 innings. It's not like this guy... Got a couple starts to the end. He had 25 starts. He gets locked up. They've got a... Man, Drew Rasmussen had a 2.84 for them. And Pete Fairbanks, man, when when he's dialed in, it's impressive. I mean, he, he clears 100 easily. He's been a popular fan of uh, John Boy Media uh, between one of our Talking Yanks live streams. 
uh, where I was pringling him as a bit of a tradition. He yes. he replied on the internet and said, what the hell does Pringle Fairbanks mean? I told him. He loved it. He's a dude. He was like, dude, we we do a bunch of stuff like that in the Rays bullpen during games to try to jinx hitters and stuff. So he was all about it. Uh, so happy for him. Yandy, like you mentioned, he's been a part of that team. And yeah, I guess if you're the Rays, you know, you kind of have a three-year plan, right? Like Wander, like you said, is locked up. Yandy's going to be there. There's kind of your left side of the infield. Yandy can flip over to first, too, if they need. Randy, Lau, Harold Ramirez um, with that pitching staff. I don't know. I, I feel like this is the part of the year, especially you and me, Trev. I feel like we flip-flopped the past couple years. This part of the year is when you either start loving the Rays or hating the Rays, <laughs> and I feel like I'm starting to kind of be into the Rays this year. I'm always into the Rays. I know that some people might not like the way they run their franchise, and you can call it like almost – Oakland A's ish, but they win. But they win and they develop. Uh, I'm looking right now, Jake. I'm curious about this because the 2023 prospect list officially came out. Mm. The Rays don't have one in the top 100, according to this sheet. Could be totally wrong about that. I'm looking at Fangrass right now. Is it wrong? Like, I don't believe the 2023 top prospect list that the Rays don't have somebody on there because. Even if they don't, one of these dudes, whether it's Curtis Mead, Taj Bradley, Kyle Manzardo, Carson Williams, whoever, these someone's going to turn into a stud. They can develop there. That's what they do. And so I, I, I don't, I haven't looked at all the lists yet because this just got updated. I was very surprised to see uh, not one person in the top 100 in their organization. Yeah, I, I mean. For me, the Rays, anything pitching-wise, they obviously get a little bit of a pass because look what just happened with Jeffrey Springs. I mean, he was he was on the scrap heap, and now he's a, a lefty with an ERA in the twos last year. Uh, so pitching-wise, they just have to get graded on a different scale, and you have to believe in it. Offense, um, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things like, you know, Wander Franco, not considered a top 100 prospect. He turns, graduated some guys, yeah. Yeah, he, he turns 22. Uh, in a little bit. So, you know, and top prospects and young talent, sometimes that needs to go hand in hand. Um, and we'll see if anything else kind of kind of jumps up because that's where they're, they always pitch. So where their offense ends up landing kind of dictates, are they an 86-win team or are they a 96-win team? And I, I think, uh, you know, we'll have to dive deeper into that. Into okay. the. Okay, hold okay. on. One second. Trev's calling timeout. Timeout on this because what's going on with Fangrass? Now I'm reading an article on MLB trade rumors, and they said says the club also has one of the top pitching prospects in the sport in Taj Bradley. So this thing is not right. I don't disregard everything I just said. That made sense. It doesn't make sense for them not to have anybody on that list, and now you come to find out they do. So <clears throat> yeah, the the MLB. Prospect top one hundred. Taj Bradley's number twenty. They have okay. a they have an infielder in the top thirty five. But they're so not. Fangrass, update your site, please, because you're making me yeah, look foolish. I hey, what's up with foolish? I don't think Fangrass likes him as much. Uh, foolish is. Uh, yeah, what's up? He's like doesn't mess with me anymore. What's like? I don't know what happened in, in our relationship. Start beefing. That'll get people excited for the season. Uh, beef Dude, foolish. I can't beef anymore. Like yeah. my beef with Fuzzy, like he got mad at me, and yeah. like that was bad. Even though I've never really beefed with him, and foolish, 
Maybe I will pee for that yeah. little. Twitter's. I know. I know. Joms voiced some some Twitter uh, opinions recently, dude. Not to be this guy, but everyone having a blue check, it's like tough to sort through Twitter now. Like I, between all the kids doing Margot Robbie posts this weekend and stuff, like everything's just a mess. Um, Trev, there is one other extension that's a big one. Uh, you know, all star guy that kind of had a six war season last year. The Mets. New York Mets, they place another bet on Jeff McNeil. Little extension there. You should go place your bets at DraftKings. Oh, my God, they mm. got an NBA read? Because it's, it's primetime NBA, man. They know, they know football's wrapping up. Uh, and you can get in on the hoops option. $5, and you'll win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, check out their same-game parlays. I got a couple buddies that they get, like, in the basketball numbers, and they do really well. Um, so maybe go look into that, and make sure you go look into DraftKings. Download the app now. Sign up with code TALKING. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TALKING. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. <laughs> See show notes for details. Trev, your guy, Jeff McNeil, uh, gets the extension, four for 50. Um, you know, like, like we talk about, massive year last year, 326, 382 on base, an 836 OPS, a 140 OPS plus, uh, 148 games. He still has, you know, a chunk of versatility. He played 47 games in the outfield, 106 at second base, um, and Trev, I know you love this for the every. If you're a baseball fan, anytime a good player gets an extension, you should love that. I know Mets fans, we talk about their window. This adds to that. And uh, your first reaction, not to give it away, but <laughs> Uncle Stevie doesn't doesn't give a damn. No, because you know we're basically he's basically getting taxed dollar for dollar now at this point because he's at you know that Steve Cohen. Uh, threshold, which, you know, anytime he signs a deal now, whatever the number is, just double it. That's the hit he's taken, but he doesn't care. Yeah. And I talked about that to people at Twins Fest too. I was like, you know, what, what is it crazy? Like, how do you guys feel about this? Everyone, all the players obviously love it. And we started talking about, you know, the owner's room and is it going to change things? How's the next CBA going to get, we're not going to get into all that, but like it's causing a stir in baseball. Like Steve Cohen is causing a stir. And I think he loves that. Like, obviously he wants to win. I think that's the number one thing is when you put that out there, that you're going to win a world series in the first five years, you got to try really hard. Uh, But I think there's also a little bit of him. that's just like, fuck yeah, dude. Like everyone's talking about me and I don't care. I don't care about the tax that you're putting on me. So uh, back to McNeil, excellent deal for the Mets and for him. You know, yeah, you talked about his offensive numbers last year. Uh, one of the more tough guys to one of the tougher guys to strike out in baseball, which I think is uh, really important. And then he put together a really solid year defensive, like you said, moving all over the place too. That's how you get paid. And Don't put together an all around year like that. Take home a silver slugger. Be good defensively and be versatile. And what's a, a team has to extend you, bro? Man, it it feels like the sexy off the sexy thing of the this offseason and hope maybe next year and maybe going forward is contact is back and McNeil gets paid, Arias gets traded, 
the Marlins are going full that way. Interested to see how it looks over the course of the year. And, man, uh, the other thing, and I, I tweeted this out because, you know, some, some fans don't care. Like, are you on my team? Are you good? Are you playing? Like, the contracts, the next level. Um, I just thought it was funny, and obviously position eligibility um, and just it's very hard to have a good, long major league career. Xander Bogarts hits free agency this year, 30 years old, uh, had a 5.8 war season. He signs with the San Diego Padres. Uh, what was it two hundred eighty million, something like that? Yeah, eleven two eighty. Jeff McNeil, thirty years old, doesn't play shortstop, but versatile, good. Uh, takes the four year fifty extension because Xander Bogarts has been up and he hits full blown free agency when he's thirty. Uh, Jeff McNeil, you know, he still because he'd been up and down and got started later. Um, I don't know. It, it was just funny in my head that we saw these this offseason of crazy spending. I, I mean, the Mets are getting a deal, and if you're Jeff McNeil, also, you know, you got to make sure he wasn't going to be a free agent until after the 24 season, which, you know, if you're Jeff McNeil and you have a down 24 season and now you're 32, 33 years old, guess what? Your numbers start looking a lot different. Um, so... Glad for him that he gets that amount of money locked up. And, hey, Shea Station, Jerry and Jolly. It just adds to the the Mets' excitement for the season. And now I think the only guy that's there, their kind of what are we going to do is Big Pete Alonso. I, I, think he's, yeah. I think he's two years. And <laughs> if I'm Big Pete, I, I'm feeling pretty good, man. Uncle Steve's been giving everyone the bag. My numbers are as consistent as you see from a baseball player. Um, I wonder how much of a storyline that becomes. Do you think like these guys are like fighting to be friends with Steve? If you didn't get a contract mm. extension yet, you're like, man, like, hey, Steve, like, you want to go to dinner? Like, hey, like, you didn't want to babysit? Like, you're just really trying to get on this guy's good side because if you do, you might just flip you, you know, a couple hundred mil. Yeah. Just here you go. Hey, hang out. I love you, Pete. Play first base <laughs> for the next decade. Golly. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, the Mets are going to be great. Uh, for, yeah, you know, you mentioned it, Jeff McNeil. It's all about timing and free agency. You know, he just didn't get to the big leagues quick enough. And you get to that age 30 season, you have a platform year like you just had. You can go into arbitration or you can take the guaranteed money. And it's hard to turn that down, dude. I mean, I know you're you're not saying he's underpaid, but he probably is a little bit underpaid. And it's all because of the timing. Uh, but you got to jump at a chance like that. 100%. Yeah, I mean, a, another year... Teams know that, too. A, another, If he had another year of service time, I, I wonder what that extension goes to. I wonder if it's, you know, four for 75, or is there another year? I don't know. I, I mean, that's the that's the funny game you can play. Doesn't matter. Right, so he was he had two more years, this year and yeah. next year. So that's, yeah. Yeah. That's why, it, that's why it is what it is. I mean, it's it's going to be a great deal uh for the Mets and a it's, great deal for them it's why it's why we spend so much time talking about CBA when we do because I I mean it it changes it changes oh, a lot on. of numbers and and how a dirt bag yeah oh I love him even more now yeah all my Long Beach State boys okay 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 um so that was the extension front I thought it was funny that uh, uh all the rays happened at once we always we always kind of wonder what front offices are doing, right? And when you see, like, the Rays come out with three extensions, you're like, okay, they're working. Um, I know what they've been up to. Um, 
Trev, we got a couple other funky ones, and then I, I do want to deep dive into Twins Fest because I know, Please, you know yeah. you I got some Co- stuff to say. You and Correa are guys now, uh, like you mentioned with Big Joey. Um, so let's let's check these off. Uh, let's do two quotes. It's quote season. Um, let's <laughs> let's do Tatis first. Um, okay. Although I'd love to talk about my rocks, and we'll get there. Um, <laughs> Tatis came out with some quotes. Uh, I feel like this this is one of the years there's going to be more emotion, and I'm definitely looking forward to it. Feel like a different story could have been if I was on the field. I feel like it was a stab to the team. I was apart from them. Uh, it was the first time I've ever felt that. I was really heartbroken. I've always been successful in this area. Now, for the first time, I really messed up. I really felt that. I know what people are going to talk about. I guess we are people. And what people are going to be talking about on the field, it depends on me, how I'm going to approach it, how I'm, how I'm going to take it. It's going to be up for me, and I'm going to answer back. Um, I, I guess kind of what this is the first time. Um, I think this is the first time we've seen Tatis kind of fully swallow the pill and and kind of eat it and you know be remorseful and sad and talking about last year and kind of the impact that he hopes it has on this season um you know I I guess I don't know Trev I mean this is kind of the quote it has to be right like if Tatis kind of put up a shell and was like you know kind of got messy about last year that'd be weird this is the mindset he has to have right yeah, I'm not, not reading too far into this yeah. quote. What else is he going to say? Throw the double birds up and say, who cares? Yeah. Like, he, he can't really do that. I mean, you know when he can do that? If he comes back and balls out, then yeah. he, he'll probably will throw the double birds up and say, whatever. I told you it was for my fucking ringworm. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we, I've said this on the show before. Me and my boy, Anthony Swarzak, used to say this all the time. Performance trumps all. If he comes out, and as a guy guy and San Diego's rolling, things are going to be a lot different. If he comes out and struggles, and he's not a guy guy, he's a little boy, mm. it's going to be bad for him. Now, if you've ever watched this dude play, there ain't no chance in heck that he's going to come out and struggle. This guy is a ball player that all the tools in the world. Does he look silly sometimes on defense? Yeah, but he also looks freaking great sometimes. We'll figure that side out of it. Go look at his offensive numbers. Yeah. I I know he's taking some time off baseball. I know there's some allegations out there. Um, but if he is telling the truth and it was a mistake, this guy's got all the talent in the world. I don't think he's going to struggle. Maybe for a week or so, maybe a month. But about those numbers in 2023 at the end of the year are going to be looking mighty fine. And that's how you get over something like this. Go out there, ball out, be a good teammate, shut up and say stuff like this. And that's kind of how you have to approach it. But it's really, you know, you got to just go play and you got to be good. It's the yeah. main part. The last time we saw him, 2021, uh, 130 games, he led the National League in homers, uh, 42. He also had 25 stolen bases. A 975 OPS was good for 166 OPS plus, which his career average over 273 games now. Uh, he has a 965 OPS and a 160 OPS plus. Uh, that's, you know, that's up until age 22. That's what I'm saying. This guy is a ball player. Like, we need to remember yeah. that. You know, the recency bias is strong with this one. Don't forget about what kind of player he is when he's on the field. Dude, we- and you know what, dude, last year, like when they are playing the Phillies, 
and they get beat. You can't tell me that wouldn't have been a different series with Fernando Tatis Jr. in it. Can I tell you? And that's got to be tough to swallow for him. Eligible to return on BBD's 420. Mm. And the top of that lineup, Tatis Soto Machado, man. That is... We haven't even been able to dream on that yet. And when we can, it's going to be beautiful. Bogarts, four. He's in the mix. Cronenworth. My God, man. Over, under, how many times do we get three, like, back to back to back? I'll put it at two and a half. I bet you it happens. Two and a half. Yes. I bet you that happens. I I think that's a good number. Like, they're going to hit homers. And teams are going to be like, what just happened? We're down three nothing. It ain't one nothing Jock Jones or Brian Dozier. It's like one, two, three. Don't try to segue us into twins like that. Um, (laughs) If if the line was one and a half, I'd take the over. The line is two and a half. I kind of can't. And so that means you got a good line. It's tough. I feel like the the times we've looked at Padres this offseason, because, you know, the roster resource, you look at that, Tatis isn't in that lineup. It's been easy to kind of forget about that. And and we've looked at them a lot this offseason and been like, surprised uh, underwhelmed is is a tough way to phrase it but like it's felt like they're missing something and talking about it now it's like oh yeah well he's coming back and it's he's not gonna miss much of this season man i wonder uh is there any their starting pitching is just slightly thin i wonder if there's a good veteran they could bring in that would make me uh i guess nothing that would get me too hot and bothered but even a chad cool or a or a Mike Miner or something like that. But, um, again, have can't even dream upon that top three really yet. But, man, as, as when we do a TPP and when 420 gets here, uh, that's going to mm. be pretty exciting. Uh, the other one, uh, our little Roman Ready quote for you, Trev. Uh, my rocks. <laughs> <laughs> they were Roman Ready to maybe go 500. Um, hey, Valentine's Day. I'm going to be in the air. I'm flying to oh, my wedding. You? There's my, a word for that. My Mile High Club. A term. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I don't know. Valentine's Day? <laughs> I mean. We're not saying no. I think a lot of my family's going to be on the flight. <laughs> but whatever you're doing this Valentine's Day. Maybe Roman needs to be involved in your pitch mix Um, because they cover a variety of sexual needs. I mean, they've got, you know, if you're trying to get a stronger erection, they got that. If you're trying to last a little longer, they got the swipes, they got that. Low testosterone, they got that. Roman, I mean, if you're a man, and you're going online, this is where you need to go. To be Roman ready, ro.co slash John Boy. Do it by February 8th. You're guaranteed shipping in time for Valentine's Day. And with code that John Boy, ro.co slash John Boy, you will get 20% off your entire first order. If you're dealing with any of those things, fella, let's go. Get in the mix with Roman. Clean it up. If your tooth hurts, you go to the dentist. If you need a haircut, you get your haircut. If your wiener's not working the right way, there's things you can do. You might have a problem, and they've they've got answers. 
the answers for my rocks. Uh, <laughs> tough. Uh, we. What's up with this stuff? Come on, guys. This you is know, a what is you doing, baby? Right? Like. Yeah, we get a we get a tough one. Uh, that from my rocks. We did record this TPP already. We're excited. Um, and yeah, you get Rockies owner Dick Monfort, who is a big part of the CBA. Uh, in some some good ways and some not. I I heard a interesting things. I I I think he's a a well respected owner. I and I think he. I think so, I think we got word from the players that he was. He was very he was helpful in getting stuff done from the player side, which a lot of the things we normally hear out of Rockies are kind of quotes like this, where he he did a he did an interview and he said that you know he's he's hopeful the Rockies can play five hundred ball this year, which is you know it's one of those things that hey guess what when we did their TPP I, <laughs> not to give too much away I don't think we talked about five hundred ball too much, but. When you're the owner of the team and you're the one in control and, you know, not a big free agency out of the Rocks this year, a team that has been messy on paper the last few years now coming out of the story, Arenado Blackman, uh, kind of prime Rockies teams. It's a tough one, Trev, and it's, it's something that the internet's going to run with and, uh, you know, at its core, you kind of hate it. I'm going back and forth because... If they played 500 ball this year, we would be jumping for joy, baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. So on that end, I'm like, you know what? He's given them something to work for. And I bet you like realistically in all the dudes' heads, like, yeah, 500 would be sick. But let's shoot a little higher. If you're going to put unrealistic expectations on your team, like Rockies being 500, let's go up a little bit, baby. Yeah. Like, let's go, hey, I think we can compete for the wild card. That's what he should have said. Right. Because no one gives a shit about the regular season. It's like, are you going to make the playoffs or not? Like, so just, Dick, if I had, give you some advice, I would just aim a little higher because that's what the offseason's for and spring training's for is optimism, baby. Like, let's give yourself a little bit more of a push. Yeah. Um, but, like, go the other way again. 500 would be just incredible for the Rockies this year. And if you put Kotuk on that team, you might get there. Ooh, there's your solution. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'll just, you know, I'm going to remind Dick that uh, my services are available um, for the yeah. Rockies front office, so we could start kind of changing. When changing you're ready to clean scope. this up. I, I have some of the answers, social media-wise, press-wise. Even some things I think we can try on the field. I'll I'll throw them out there. Doesn't mean you have to. Doesn't mean you have to use every idea. But I got some good ones for you. So I'm open to one of those senior advisor roles uh, with maybe mm. some. Maybe I'll no, get you on the field. I think you'd be an excellent <laughs> first base coach. And you and John Jay will be freaking battling it out for first base coach of the year in the National League. I tell you what, there would be some really good clips of me as a first base coach just being horrified. I mean, a big lefty comes up, Soto comes up. I'm standing, I'm in, I'm in the well. I'm in the camera well. Get me yeah, out of got, there. You got to make that choice as a as a base coach. Are you going to try to field the ground balls, or are you going to let them go? Because that's yeah, gotta you got to have one or the other. The mindset of yes, I'm going to field it, or no, nah, I'm not going to field any of them. Because if you're in between, you end up looking silly. I got something. Is there? If you're a first base coach, can you wear a 
uh, glove. Why not? Maybe I that would. could be my thing. Why not? The glove coach. I mean, that feels smart. Okay. Well, we solved that. Sorry. Trying to, trying to envision yeah. CJ Crone working a walk and handing you his like, elbow guard. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah, seeing you with all the gear on would be incredible. A couple things. Uh, BBD. Uh, since we're talking about the Rockies, we have to always talk about our girl Kells. Yep. Uh, do you have the awards? Can you play that? Ooh. Ooh, yes. Yeah, you're right. That would be awards. Oh man, that's that doesn't get you ready for spring training. She is we're talking baseball. The best. Shout out Kelsey. Go check out her bathroom renovation that she's documenting on yeah. her Instagram. Good content. It's um, good content. Trev, I. I think we're there. I, I think we're gonna do a, a fun midweek episode. We got we're brewing a couple ideas. For now, I can't brewing. be can't be more excited to give you the floor and give us the truth from Twins Fest. Again, look, I love the people of Minnesota. They've always been so good to me. So I guess I'll start with that. Uh, what's interesting with me is I'm not <clears throat> like a Twins legend. I wasn't, my uh, number's not going to get retired. Mm. I'm not going to go in the Twins Hall of Fame uh, yet. Okay. They've already given it to a different Trevor once. So, you know, it's funny to me when I walk around Minnesota, like Minneapolis, or I'm in the halls of Twins Fest and people are just like excited to see me and they're always calling my name out. And they're, you know, it's a lot of it has to do <clears throat> obviously with what we do on this show and, and, you know, that I'm out there, a presence on social media. Uh, but it's like crazy to me to think about that. I, I mean, I got a great reception. And again, so many people coming up to me telling me, we listen to the show every day. Um, we love it. Jake sucks. Tell mm. Jimmy I said hi. Is BBD here? Like, it was. it's really cool to see the community that we built. And they kept saying, you know what? Thank you for sticking up for the twins all the time. Those other guys always bashing us. And I said, you know what? I'll do my best. I do my part. So that was cool. So thank you to people, the people of Minnesota for always treating me and my family so so kindly uh, when I don't think you really have to. But I appreciate it nonetheless. My biggest takeaway from Twins Fest, and I and I said this, this is what I, I gave the twins my my winner of the offseason. And I know it sounds kind of silly because you know they basically bring in the same team back. Uh, made some trades, brought some people in. I know that, but the Carlos Correa signing to me was so massive. And what I said was, if they didn't sign him, where would they be as an organization? So them getting him for six years, they have to compete. They have to, they have to keep guys around him. It changes the outlook of that organization in the short term drastically. And then when I got there and I talked to the players and I talked to the clubhouse guys and I talked to the front office, they shared my sentiment. And one thing that you have to have in your clubhouse is a leader. Now, the Twins have some guys who you'd expect to be leaders, but there's just a certain way that you kind of have to go about. Now, Byron Buxton is a leader on that team, but I equate him to kind of like a Joe Mauer-esque Joe leader where it was, it's a lead by example. He's in there. He's putting the work in. When he's on the field, he's one of the best players. And you, it's, you can't take your eyes off him. And you want to be that way. And you want to be good for him because you know like, he's almost got a higher purpose. Like you want to play well. Like I, I wanted to make Joe Maurer happy. And I wanted, to, you know, like I wanted to get him to the playoffs. Like everything. We didn't do it, but 
I had that mindset all the time. But you need someone that's going to be like your talker, your vocal leader. And when Carlos Correa steps in the room, boy, he commands it. And we've seen that. And, you know, we've we've said a lot of things about the Astros thing and his involvement in it. But one thing I've always said about Carlos is it's very impressive to me that a young kid was the one at the forefront talking about what happened. He put himself out there and talked about Altuve and how Altuve didn't want the system. And you know what? That's very impressive for a young guy to do. Like, was he good early on? Sure, but you don't know like how how good you're going to be. Carlos knew how good he was going to be, and he took it upon himself to go out there. And that's the kind of leader he is. When he walks into a room, he's going to command it. And everybody that I talked to is like, thank goodness he's back. We need that voice. It changes like the way they view their team. He's going to do stuff on the field. He's going to produce for them. The numbers are going to be there. He's going to be a stalwart at shortstop. You know, shoot, maybe he moves to third base. I don't know. Uh, but for the for the the short future, he'll be at shortstop. You need a guy like that. And he is – I don't know if he did this on purpose or not. But the first thing he said to me was the biggest compliment that I can get. Mm. He said, you look like you can still play. Yeah. So it's either one of two things. One, I'm working my ass off and I look good. Yeah. Or two, Carlos knows that I'm going to be on here talking. Yeah. And he and he wants me behind him. And he planted that in my head. And to that, I say, bravo, bro, because you right. got me. You got me hooked now. So he tells me that I see how he is around the clubhouse and I talk to other dudes on the team. And to me, I'm so happy that he's back in Minnesota. Like he's, he's changed everything there over the last couple of years, which is tough to say. Not many people can go in there and make that impact on an organization. Especially baseball. I mean, <clears throat> to be one of 26 and have that kind of impact. And I, you know, obviously, I I view everything from, you know, behind the laptop, behind the camera. But, no, we, and we talked about it a little bit when the signing was official, but it changed their outlook for the next five years. Like, the, the Twins are going to be players. They're going to make moves around it. Him and Buxton locking them up. This could have been a very different direction. So, I, I'm glad you were there. I'm glad the people still, Trevor Plouffe has juice. Um, Snell's words, not mine. Um hmm. What was the, I guess, what was some of the fun stuff? Because we now we're seeing a lot of these. They're, you know, the Cubs had a big one. We saw a couple clips from the Braves. Like, every team is starting to do this. I think, Trev, you know probably the secret secret to it is <laughs> there's, there's ways to make a little money off of it if you do it right. Um, but it's also fun exposure for the players, and it seems like it's loose and fun, and it's also, you know, that time of optimism, you know, leading up into the season, like, the Cubs, let's see where their season lands, but guess what? Dan's beyond stage talking to Happer and Tyone's there. Like, that's hype. That's, you know, that's an awesome part of fandom. You get a couple good quotes. I guess what was going around Twins Fest? Was it um was there a young guy that everyone kept mentioning, like, hey, don't sleep on Kirilov this year? Was it our rotations as good as it's been in a while? Was it our our bullpen might be better than it's ever been? Like, what was kind of the gossip or the fun? Some of the fun stuff going around Twins, Twins Fest. Uh, you're right about 
the fan fest. Like, I think if you're, if you're a fan of a team, you should go check your local teams fan fest out. Uh-huh. Cause you get, you know, exposure to the players in a way that you really never do. Uh, guys are more willing to kind of be out there. And, you know, for instance, I was down, they threw a party the first night, Whoops. you know, and you know, I'm down there, you know, shaking hands, taking pictures. Uh, like I'm, I'm buying people these like raffle tickets. Like you don't get that very often. And with these fan fests, you do. As far as like the buzz uh, in Minnesota, I think Duran um, is a guy that a lot of people talk about and how dominant he's been. Uh, there, you know, people were sad about a rise, but I think they understand the kind of pitcher and the kind of difference Pablo Lopez can make. Um, I did get to see Trevor Larnark, uh, Kirilov. These guys are already Royce Lewis is another one of these dudes that like, man, he's a big dude. I can tell by looking at Royce Lewis that he's so athletic like the quick twitch muscles like you you see him when he talks when he <laughs> walks around bro like i think this guy's gonna be a stud mm. um so like everyone's really optimistic kyle farmer going over there i gotta talk about i gotta talk about him a little bit we're okay. instagram friends now sure um he's like the new dozier Ooh. he reminds me of brian dozier so much now is he gonna give you 42 homers probably not yes like shout out dozier for that but the attitude's the same He's one of those Southern dudes that's got a little bit of Hollywood in him. Mm. And sneaky, good-looking dude. Mm. Brings me to my next point, Joe Ryan. Oh! Was I spot on about this dude being a hot boy? Or Yes. Did you Have you guys fully crossed the bridge? I remember when that was a thing. Uh, we, we did. We hung out. Really? Uh, we, were same, we were on the same flight back home. So at the airport, we sat down, uh, had a glass of wine, and shared a pizza. Uh, and we talked, man, and this guy's all in. Like, that's what I see, you know, I saw a lot about or saw a lot of this with the with the players is they're, they just love ball and that's all they really care about. Like, sometimes you'll get guys and they don't even want to talk baseball. Like, Joe Ryan was just, he just wanted to talk ball and, um, you know, about the season and what he's doing and how he's preparing and all this stuff. And I thought it was really cool. And, um, again, I'll reiterate, he deserves to be on the hot boy list. The attitude's right. Like he's got this, the look. Big fan. Man, I uh, I love that for you. Uh, I know, I know you being connected to Joe Ryan is important for you. Uh, the it picture is. of the picture of you and Kenta Maeda on the flight made me yes. happy. That made <laughs> I'm pretty my... sure. I, I swear, and this is probably the end of my Twins Fest talk, but I think he thought I was just like a fan. Yes. <laughs> yes. Even though I said, "Hey, I'm Trevor," and, and and like I don't think it registered for him. Yeah. You know, I, we never played together, and I don't know if we ever faced each other. So like, why would he know me? Uh, but like, I was like, "Hey, man, like, let's take a picture. Like, I'll put it on IG. It's okay." He probably thought I was a fan. <laughs> so it's a cute pick. Dude, he's kind of like, he's a baller. He's like he's he's got good style. Like yeah. he also kind of commands the room a little bit. It's pretty cool. To, I, I never got to hang around him much, so it was cool to cool to see him. He's a dude, man. I know Twins fans know Royce Lewis. He he had a little cup of coffee last year. I know he's he's got a tough rehab ahead of him, but man, that's um. I wonder if he can be a part of their season at all. Uh, we'll save some of that for TPP talk. I'm glad. Trevor Plouffe never faced Kenta Maeda. I'm glad you had fun out there, Trev. Um, I know uh, our guy Dustin, he hook it up for you. He always does. We had some talks, and I think um, if you like me yeah, and you're in Minnesota, you might be seeing more of me. 
Mm, little teaser. Yeah. Little teaser. Um, Trev, Davis, everyone, thank you. Last episode of January, people. February pitchers and catchers. TPPs. Jake sucks. We'll see you guys with the midweek. Me to write Jake sucks. Yeah, what's with were those kids or those? I'm talking. I probably had like 20 or 30 people be like Jake sucks. So I'm like, yeah, like, it was a lot. So we're doing well out there. People know. People know. You know, low T. That shirt is so low T. I can't even stand oh, it. Oh, come on. <laughs>